Yes! Over the line! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, RJ Young and Brandon Drum. What's up, kid folks? It's RJ Young. I am back with Brandon Drum. This is the Young and Drum podcast. OUinsider.com. B-Man, uh, lot, big week. Big week. We record this it on was. a Thursday night. Uh, on it Sunday, was. the University of Oklahoma had the very bright idea to have a nooner press conference on a Sunday, same day as the NFC and AFC championship game, for which I will not stop. Banging on them for, but oh my god, yeah, so, uh, you were there, mm-hmm. you heard him speak, yeah, for two and a half hours. Tell me about Alex Grinch's coach speak. Now, uh, look, I like Alex, like, what? Grinch. I didn't I think it was coach speak, I loved it. Okay, thought, well, then go no, for he, it. Let me know. Here it is, man. Like, the guy doesn't put up with BS. That's I'm gonna clean it up. He doesn't put up with BS. There is no excuses with this dude, like. You're going to walk out there and you're going to give it your all 110%. And they kept harping, like, they would give up, like, a random number of plays. Like, we want to see a dude go on play 25 just as hard as he needs to keep going. The same same energy and play 97 as he does on play 25. That's what we want. And they're going to know that that's hard to do all the time. Cause, and there's going to be guys that are going to fail out and quit on us. But, I mean, they were open about it. I was like, goodness gracious. Like, this is not what we have heard. From the Fido's and the and, and the man, it's just because we're in the Big Twelve offense. The offenses are so hard. These dudes are out here going, "We're going to be the number one defense in the country," and why can't we be that? And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, you were ranked 120th last year. That they're coming in guns blazing, confident, and you can tell the youth movement is there. You can tell Alex Grinch is only 39. You can tell." that uh brian odom is 37 you can tell that uh, roy manning is only 35 like you can tell all of this and it is present and evident in how they talk they're no nonsense the energy that they bring um just everything and brian odom man he doesn't seem like a dude that would have energy but the way he talks you can tell when that whistle goes up over around his neck and that that visor hits on it's like a it's like a football player with a helmet it's like he, he clicks he's like a whole human being and you can tell that in the way he talks like he wants to bring the energy 24 7 seven days a week 365 days a year like this guy is all about it and that's why he was a good strength and conditioning guy and that's what makes it makes him a good coach because he knows the buttons to push because that's what you have to do as an snc guy um and then obviously roy manning saying he's i asked him if he was going to bring the bring the videos back he goes i'm at oklahoma i'm bringing the videos back they're coming back for good uh and i I think he said the fans are gonna love it he wants to do it for the fans he wants to do it for the recruits he wants to do it for the university because it's something he feels that if he can bring the energy all the time the fans will bring the energy and the players will be bring the energy and that's that's what they want i think that's awesome i i loved it i love the the talk about the ball doesn't know where it's supposed to be going like it has a brain talk trick of rhetoric like, dude trick of rhetoric it was awesome nah, i loved it look look i look i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do this both ways because i i get that i'm gonna sound like a debbie downer here uh but i also watched the defense for the last five years like everybody else so 
Pardon me while I while I walk not, through this. No, no. Before you, uh, before I, I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and shock the world. I'm not saying that you're fire. saying that either. That's not I what I'm saying. I just think that it's awesome that they're going to make they're they're changing. You don't the, have the anything culture. to lose, bro. You don't have anything to lose by having that attitude. That is the attitude you should absolutely have because you're on the floor. You're on the bottom of defense in college football. That's true. You That's don't true. have any wiggle room, and you all you have to do is come out with your fist swinging because if you come out with anything less, we're not going to trust you. I would not trust a word that man said if he did not feel this way. If they didn't feel like they could get their stuff installed in the winter, in the spring, in the summer, and preseason, and be ready to be a hell-raising defense, then what are you doing here? Now, there's two ways to look at this, right? There's the way that I look at it, which is, Proof's in the pudding because I watched too many bad defenses over the last five, seven years at well, that's Oklahoma. Fair. That's a fair way to look at right? it. Right? Uh, uh, to, so, to just be no. all in in January. And I like, remember, I like the hire. I was bullish on the hire. I'm upfront and saying I think this guy knows from defense. And that's where the other aspect that comes from. We could be looking at Lincoln Riley hiring the defensive equivalent of himself in 2015. Absolutely. Right, It yep. could be that great because you look at the talent that he had at Washington State and it was next to nothing. Two-star and three-star recruits. Dudes that most folks did not go out and want to get. And then yeah, they turned that defense <laughs> into world beaters. Now he's got yeah. more talent. right? And he's got talent that needs an attitude adjustment. And, I, and you're thinking, uh, not you, but folks are thinking that the attitude adjustment is that these kids need a squiff kick in the behind and that's not it. What they need is confidence. What they need is Roy Manning yeah. building them up on the cornerback side. Yeah. Because as much as people are going to hate this, your best two options at corner right now are Trey Brown and Parnell Motley. I, and uh, it, I talked to a source about that today. Actually. Well, I, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, follow, they, me, follow me. Follow me. Yeah. Follow me. Parnell no, no, no. Motley. They, they, that, that was an agreement. They, they, honestly, that was exactly what was posted to me. They're like, oh. Like, what is this? And, <laughs> so, and your weakest position is going to be coached by the defensive coordinator personally, right? I mean, yeah, like, like yeah. folks are missing that Pat Fields played a heck of an Orange Bowl game because everybody got their butt kicked. And Robert Barnes mm-hmm. is going to have to come back from the morgue. And I love Robert Barnes. He's not even doing spring. So. I, but, you know, that, that, that doesn't change anything for me. You know, I, I want to know what he's doing during preseason camp, you know, because that, that's, yeah. that's it. Somebody else is going to blow out an Achilles. Somebody else is going to blow out an ACL. And then we're going to be back to this where, to a position that we were in the safeties last year, or like we Don't were. Don't you put that voodoo on right? me, <laughs> or like we're, where we were with the linebackers <laughs> year before when it's like, hey, Kenneth Murray Jr., play out of position for the entire yeah. year as a true freshman. So that's going to happen, right? And I want to see how Alex Grinch adapts to that because Lincoln had to do that stuff too. You know, yeah. people want to make it sound like Lincoln didn't have to go through trials and tribulations as the offensive coordinator and play caller at Oklahoma. He lost Rodney Anderson to start 2018, man. That dude was a sure. Heisman candidate walking out. All right? Yeah. He, he had to turn Baker around. Like there, do you remember 2015, the Tennessee game, where it looked like he could have thrown Trevor Knight back in there? You remember yeah, this? No, no, he did. But I, I will give it up to, to Lincoln that he said it never crossed his mind even pulled Baker out. I, okay, yeah, all right. But I, that's hindsight's 2020. I don't know if I believe that, but I mean. Uh, he still says that, and I think that, that and, and that's something that Baker actually goes back when they ask him the moment that changed was when he said Riley didn't take him out and told him before that the the drive that they started changing it and they scored that hey we're gonna go out here and score now and you're gonna lead us 
And he said that was the time that it, it kind of changed his whole career. Well, I mean, okay, and so my point is that, they need that on defense, Alex Grinch is, is going to have yes. that sort of a moment with his with his defense, whether it be on the defensive line, the linebacker core, the secondary. It's going to happen because it always happens. And I want to see how he adapts because yeah. I, I, I want to believe in the fire and brimstone as much as anybody else. But at the end of the day, I know what the defense was last year. I know mm -hmm. what the attitude was last year. And folks who want to know why Lincoln didn't just blow up the entire staff and didn't want to get rid of Calvin Thibodeau and Ruffin McNeil. By the way, for those that don't know, Bob Diaco is new defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, so we don't have to get mm -hmm. those questions anymore. Look, <clears throat> the thing to take away is can Alex Grinch have the kids believe in each other and wanting them to play for him? Because that was the thing with Mike Stoops. I honestly believe that yeah. if you'd had Ruffin McNeil, if you didn't have Ruffin McNeil, you'd have lost the defense entirely no, last year. I agree. I because agree 100%. that dude is able to soothe these kids and make them believe that they can play this game and want to play it well. Because attitude and leadership go hand in hand. And I know we're going to get into the Remember the Titans quote that I don't want to really get into right now. But I am going to say that having a boss who believes in you and will raise you up when you know you're playing badly is going to empower you down the road, and yeah. you're going to, guess what, win the Big 12 title despite it. Get in the college football playoff despite it. So Ruffin McNeil and Calvin Thibodeau are both good at motivating the kids, and you need a guy like that not just for, for the kids, but does anybody ever think about how, what Ruffin means to the staff? Just having a guy to bounce ideas off of and to tell you that you're good when you might doubt yourself, especially after you get your butt handed to you? I, yeah. I just I think that's underrated, but I'm really interested to see how all of this meshes with Grinch because the vibe you get is I know what I'm doing, I know what I want to do, I know how I want to do it, but we're not really gonna know until we start seeing some offers go out and then yeah. we see the defense play. Well, I can tell you 100, percent and this is something uh, I've echoed on the board, and I'm gonna get more into it just so I don't really want to like go deep, but the, if they're not six foot. 5'11", 6-foot cornerbacks, they're not going to get an offer from you from in, anymore. You're not going to see a lot of bookies running around. You're not going to see a lot of – I mean, Troy Brown's – there was a, a, a source telling there was a caveat to it. You know, speed trumps everything. And if you can play and you can be physical and well, you can then, be fast like Troy Brown. Me, you, then you just told me, one, either nothing's going to change, or two, that you don't want Twitch guys anymore. Because no, you want you want Twitch guys. No, because you're not gonna get six foot one, six foot three Twitch guys. That ain't gonna work, man. I mean, no, Darian Green it. Warren ain't just walking around. That's a that dude is six feet tall. That that ain't regular. What I'm saying no, is, but they, they, well, you gotta go check and see who they've offered in the past. I mean, they're they're going after guys that are athletes, not necessarily that have played the cornerback position in high school. They could be a quarterback like a Jahari Rogers. Because that worked real well with Stan Von Taylor. I mean, but it worked with Andre Wolfolk. It worked with a bunch of other guys. All right, that, so that's the other part that I want to get into. Derek, in Derek Strait, it worked just fine. By the way, for the folks who are listening, B and I aren't actually arguing with each other. No, no, no. We're discussing. No, we're so if I get hot, yeah. I'm not mad at B, and B's not mad at me. I just no, want to no, throw that I'm out No, no, I'm just there. going off of what, like, I know, I can tell you, Jamari Rogers is probably going to get an offer from Arlington High. He's not really a corner, per se, right now, but he's a great athlete that they can make a corner, and they can – getting to go when he gets getting getting coached up when he gets here because everything he does is natural and fluid that's what they're looking at they're looking at a Bro. michael crabtree type guys like no no i i get what you're saying 
I know that. Okay. But they're they're also not they're also not saying like like getting five eight dudes is done. Like I, I can get five ten, five eleven, six foot. Yeah, that's okay. That's exactly what they're looking for. But they would love love to have the six foot six one six two guys. In defense now, I, of the bookies of the world, that kid earned his five star rating. No, not because no, he's no. Short. You you. I'm just talking about. The height, I know that, okay. that, but he he breaks the mold as well. Yeah, okay, they, all right, all the right. source even said that if they're special, yeah, there are circumstances that you do do that. I but, also think that when you say a Michael Crabtree type, what position did Michael Crabtree play? I think he was a wide receiver. Okay, what position does Jaden Hazelwood play? He was a quarterback. Play? He was a quarterback. What what position Jaden Hazelwood play? Wide receiver. Theo Weiss. Mark, you get where I'm going with this. Like, yeah, no, what, no, what I'm saying is, like, 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 but, uh, it's you're you're trying to convince a 17 year old child to play at a disadvantage in I one of the it. toughest positions in sports, not football, no, in sports. Saying. So, like, that's gonna be one heck of a salesman job, is what I'm saying. Is hey, six foot two, six foot three dude that normally but, would be going out for the Bolitnikov Award. I need you to play corner. And I need you to like it. So take, it, check this out. If you oh, went up to Tyler Wallace, Alabama, Georgia. No, if you go to Tyler Wallace in Dallas, who who OU could have gotten gone and got right. Who Tyler Wallace? If you okay, look, yeah, well, would you be able to tell Tyler Wallace to go play corner? Tyler? Yeah. No, no. But but what's his size? I mean, I get what you're saying. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm, I'm just, all right. Cool. Uh, yeah, his tw- but the league Oklahoma was never going to get him because they were never going to offer his brother. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but, um, I'm just talking about from from skill set because we're looking at Tylen Wallace. Yeah, right? no, you no, and I no, both I believe that saying, dude. Probably you and I. I think I'm going to speak for myself, but I think you'd agree with me. He should have won the Belichick Award last year. Probably, yeah. Does yeah, he win the Thorpe Award? Probably not, man. No, I mean, okay. But, but there are the. Other programs are doing it that are on the level of Oklahoma, and that's kind of what they're going. Michigan, okay. Ohio okay. State, that, that's kind of what they're going. They're going after the guys that they're getting, and that they're trying to get a piece of the pie. I mean, they've got a Jalen Hupp that's six foot, six foot and a half, six one. They have a Dorian Green Beckham that it Dorian Green Beckham, Dorian Green Warren. I'm, I'm, I'm really going back in the day. <laughs> that's, it, that's, what, that's the other thing that I'm saying, yeah. though. That's the other thing that I'm saying is is of the dudes that Oklahoma has recruited. Right, they got Cradell too. I mean, they've got. Okay, that's a safety. No, that that's a safety. But, but he wants to play. He wants to play corner and safety. He wants to do both. Well, I mean, Jaden so, wants to play both too. Uh, Hazel. Uh, but they're, going, Hazel they're, going to, they're going to play. They're going to play. I guarantee you, Cradell can be corner. Well, so. I, I also think that Jaden Davis figures to play both. But also, here's the other. Yeah, thing, but he's man. like five nine five. 10. Depending on whether you run a three four or a three three five modified, whatever it is you're right. going to do with a one gap scheme, because three three five. You can do that, but it's just a different kind of look with abandoned spur. My point here is, either way, those dudes have to be able to line up over the top of wide receivers and stop them yeah. from catching the ball. Pretty much. Yeah. And there is not a lot of glory in playing safety or corner. You have to love it, and you have to want to do it. And the dudes that usually want to do it, their constitution is made up like mine. We are undersized, we are short, we are undervalued, and we are feisty as all hell. We have something to prove. Whereas mm-hmm. the taller dudes with the longer body say, nah, I, I catch passes. I know who I am. I've been I've been handed the wide receiver position everywhere I go. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the mentality no, that you're recruiting 
it, yeah. it just changes entirely. And I don't know a lot of tall dudes that really want to scrap. And I, and let me let me extrapolate this out. I'm a short dude who is down to fight. I grew up fighting, got pro fights. My hands were the best thing that I was able to use growing up because I was short. And I'm built that way. I don't know a lot of tall dudes that are down to throw hands. And I'm not saying that you got to be a boxer to be a great corner. I'm saying that the mentality is Justin Broyles. The mentality is I'm going to stop you from doing the thing you want to do, not just because it's my job, but because it is in my heart. And I don't but know JD that... fits the narrative that they're looking for, like okay. 5'10", 5'11". You know what I mean? Like, okay. he All fits right. that narrative. I'm talking like the short, shorter guys that they've gotten in there. Well, who, who else other than Buki would you throw into that group? I mean, Trey Brown. Okay. Um, okay. Who, who, uh, who was the other short dude that they... I mean, Norwood's like five eleven. Dakota Austin. I mean, they've been they've yeah, been Dakota rolling Austin, some Dakota short. Dakota Austin fits. Yeah. Yeah, they've been throwing out some short dudes. Man. You remember <laughs> LT Moore? Yeah. Oh my God. The hooker, the hooker runner, <laughs> the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Oh my God. I actually, you bought, remember? I actually you remember? Um, into that girl one time. You remember Tito um, Wyndham? I do. Oh yeah, my he, God. He ended up being a, he ended up being a superstar at uh, Memphis. At where? I think he's in the Memphis. At where? I think he's in the league, Memphis. Okay, I'm just sorry. I'm just making you say it over and over again because it's not Oklahoma. I'm just <laughs> like no, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody else is like benefiting from the recruiting classes, but Oklahoma. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Do hey, I mean, he, he, just, he was good. He was like a JUCO All American, and then he, Memphis became an all all first team All Conference. Now he's in the freaking league. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was a high, he was a highly valued recruit, right? He was. You wanted to get him, and we're lucky yep. to get him. Um. While we're on this subject, just tangent, what ha like Camille Jackson transfers to ULM and then falls off the face of the earth to me. I thought he went to Camille. I thought did he not go to who was the one that went to Kansas? Not Camille, because Camille ended up at no Blinn. Camille. Camille he ended up at Blinn. Yeah, because he was gonna uh, go to ULM just... and then ULM was like he ain't got no offer from us, <laughs> and then he ends up yeah. at Blinn. That, that guy, I, I think he, he had issues. Because this was the same the group that Jazz Reynolds, Trey Franks, Camille. There's one dude I'm missing in here. Yeah, the kid that went to Kansas. Oh, man. He, was, he ended up being like sort of a tight end there. I can't even remember who that was, man. But I, I just, can't remember his name anyway. I he was a four-star. Like Bob, four Bob was that. like, all of y'all got to go. <laughs> and I was like, and then Jazz and then got they, to come back. <laughs> And yeah, like, and Jazz actually became a really good player. No, jazz, for was, jazz was really good. Like I contend that Jazz got to come back because his hands are enormous. Like people, people are always looking for a comp. For, is my God. He well, people are looking for a comp for CD, and I keep telling them it's Jazz. Like if if Jazz yeah, kept his head on straight, yeah, Jazz is a better. Yeah, he's a better Jazz. You're that's right. that's the dude. Yeah, that's a good point. Just let him keep his head on straight. Yeah, and then 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 obviously uh, the pencil pusher. Um, Trey McGuire. Wow, man, I remember breaking that story, and and I just uh, mm. I can I borrow can I borrow a pen? Oh no, forget that. So, like, I break the story, <laughs> not like, and then walk in you front of. See mine? Oh, uh, stop that! Okay. I walk in front of Jay Norvell with the rest of the pool reporters or group, right? So we're in the red room, and I I kid you not. Jay Norvell says, you know, Trey's working some stuff out. He's just got to get his hands around it. And I, oh. I, I, 
And then uh, it's like, nah, man, you got to put that in the story. Do I really? Do I? And that went in the story. And then it's like, do you think Jay knew what he was doing when he said that? And I'm like, I don't oh, think so. Oh, guaranteed. I don't no. think so. Jay? I hope he not. He was pretty witty. I don't uh, know, man. And then he had his hands out, and I'm like, come on, man. He's got to put his hands around it. That was, that was the money quote from that entire deal, dude. <laughs> like, I was just, come on, y'all. I, I could have done without that. But that we also totally speaks, digressed. Well, I mean, but that also speaks to a bunch of wide receivers yeah, that could have been true. great corners. So, like, do you remember Dewan Miller? I do, but he would never. That guy was built like a. He was Trey he, Franks. You know, you know who? Well, Trey Franks did play. Ad Miller. Well, he's six. Those guys are like six four, man. Put a six four corner out there. Champ Bailey was like what six six. You know what? I say they're like 6'4". Oh, my God. Like, Trey Franks is 5'10". J.J. Hester could be a superstar safety. And that's some people are offering. Some people, some people are offering as a defensive I, back as but, well. But, but that's what I'm saying, dog, is you got to be able to convince a, a, a wide receiver, well, a dude who can play wide receiver anywhere else, that he needs to be playing safety. Come on, man. Well, I, there is one kid that, that could do that and probably will in uh, – his name is Kendall Daniels, 2021 kid out in Beggs. If you haven't seen that kid's film, holy crap. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. Oh, oh my God. Well, I mean, but okay, so here's my Going thing. to be probably a top 20 kid in the country. If, if oh, His film is unbelievable. This, this needs to get us into this conversation then because we, we run into this on both ends all the time, which is why doesn't Oklahoma offer said kid from my Oklahoma town? Not to say that the kid from your Oklahoma town can't play. Absolutely yeah. can play. Ethan but, Downs is up there. But yeah. right now, but right now, there are two, two 2020 OK one, prep one is kids. One going to get an offer tomorrow, I bet. Well, I bet but, you, but, I bet but you. for the sake of this podcast, right, for public consumption, okay. there, there are two with OU offers. Andrew Rain at Broken Arrow, who everybody yeah, agrees – is a man and and got offered at the same time Bray Walker got offered for those that are keeping track. So everybody knew that dude was going to be it. And then J.J. Hester. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a bunch of dudes all over the state who don't have OU offers because if you offer that kid, you got to assume he's going to take it just as soon yeah, as you offer it. Yeah. And then you can't recruit Texas. You can't recruit California. You can't recruit Florida. So the Jaden Davises of the world, the Jamal Morrises of the world, the Jeremiah Cradells of the world – you Woody can't Washington. extend that offer Ooh, another six-footer. Woody Washington. Right, right. Woody Washington, right. Another six-foot corner. There we go. Right. So, like, that's – by the way, that's Kerry Cooks' kid. So, yeah. all, all, that, all of those six-foot kids are, are Kerry yeah, Cooks' kids. How crazy is that? And he, he definitely – that didn't fit his M.O. Like, how he recruited last year was definitely not how he's recruited in the previous year. No, nah, I think he was given a mandate. I think they've wanted to do this uh, for the last yeah, couple the of years. Yeah, the taller guys, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's he's a he's a very good recruiter. He's a capable oh, yeah. recruiter. Now we're going to get to see how good Roy Manning is, how good Alex Grinch is. Talent's you know? there. Well, yep. no, no, that that's the thing, right? So, But I was bringing all that up to say, look, man, as much as we love Oklahoma and, and we're, both, we're both of the state, right? I'm a Tulsa yeah. kid. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to see a Dax Hill, a Josh Proctor, even a Deuce Mayberry, who we haven't got in, who fits the mold, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's 6'1", 180. That dude can play out at Owasso. We want to see yeah. those dudes play at Oklahoma, but at the end of the day, you need to recruit the best that you can get into the class because we're looking at Oklahoma perhaps finishing with a top 
three to top five yeah. class for the first time in over a decade. And that didn't come because every kid in Oklahoma got an offer. All right. So every time That's we true. bring up a kid that we really love, we still love him. Like you're talking about the kid from Beggs, you're saying watch his film, and you're talking about Ethan Downs, who also is going to be awesome, and we can continue to go down the list, like yeah, Savion Morrison get an offer. at, at Edison, guaranteed. right? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's yeah. a kid at Plainview yeah. that's really good. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and actually, I, I talked to some people. Uh, he has uh, definitely caught. He, I know you're talking about. He yeah. definitely caught the eye of Oklahoma. Well, then you'll you'll be able to check that out on the board for those of you that that subscribe, and for those of you that don't, we're just gonna leave that one out in the ether. But my point is, these kids. They're going to get offers if they need an offer, right? Because Andrew Rain yeah. got one years ago because that kid needs an offer. But sometimes the kid from our area, he ain't he ain't that good, man. And that sucks to hear yeah. and it sucks to say. Well, it's hard to – it's hard to – so when you say that, I, I kind of – it's hard to say that they aren't that good because then you go out and you say, man, look, uh, LSU's offered them. How come Oklahoma has it? Well, right, right. The, there's a, the 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 problem with that is programs look for different things because it fits their system scheme. and their scheme. And their yes, system. and you yes. have to recruit so to that. Oklahoma may not. This dude in Oklahoma that's getting offers from Michigan, Alabama, LSU may not fit what Oklahoma's looking for in their scheme, and that sucks, right? Because it looks really bad on Oklahoma, and they're really—I mean—they're they're taking a beating. I promise you. And they're they always—they under, understand. understand always they understand they're taking a beating. Yeah, they understand they're taking a beating over it, but they have to do what's best for the program that they feel what they feel is best for the program. And it's not that they're overlooking these Oklahoma kids because there's—I think I, I read what is there? I think it was like there's 60 Oklahoma kids annually that get Division One offers every year. And that's the crazy part is, is we only really hear about what 40, 45 of them. So there's usually these, and the, but the other fifteen that you don't hear about, they're getting like the Louisiana. They're got down at Louisiana Tech. They're down at Army, you know, Navy, or like at a. Oh, I'm trying to think of some obscure. Uh, they're down at University of Idaho, you know, just other division, smaller division one schools, and that, that's great though because it still means that there's guys out of the state getting looks that guess what, five years ago, they're not getting these looks. So to say that the state of Oklahoma doesn't produce is crazy because per capita, I think, what are they, like seventh or eighth? Well, then like, that's also got, to, got a lot to do with Oklahoma being just south of four million people as opposed to like Texas, yeah, it, which is like ten times the size. But but I'm just saying like per capita, Oklahoma well, produces a well, bunch I mean, of Division I kids. And I, and that's I, because it's an obsession. No, that that's a no. you make a good point, but Oklahoma also has more churches per capita than you know any other state. So what I'm saying is I don't churches really follow per capita statistics in the way that most people do because I think they're misleading. But I think you are – making a very good point about how good Oklahoma is at football, but it is not necessarily so good that every kid fits Oklahoma's scheme yeah, that they can the offer problem. a kid. So, like, for instance, one of the things that I want to point to, especially with uh, Savion Morrison, I don't think, you know, this he's, is a, he's, he might get an offer here. He's going well, to this is a kid that's going to go so to we'll junior see. day, and I'm talking about him at length because Tulsa kid, right, and I and – I, yeah. And I, I, I've got a vested interest in every Tulsa area kid because that's that's basically my hometown. But the mm -hmm. thing that I want to point people to is 
Do you remember how pissed you were that Josh Jacobs didn't get an offer until too late? That ain't gonna happen with this kid. All right. Yeah, no, they're gonna. They're, they're either gonna offer him here, or I wouldn't bet on him. And he's him. bigger and longer at the same age that Jacobs was. All right. Yeah. So yeah. everybody can calm down because. Jacobs won. He's gone to the NFL. He's only going to beat you up that one time, although Robert Barnes is never going to forget that. My point here is <laughs> Savion is also blowing up in that he's going to go somewhere. We, I mean, even in the last 24 hours, we're talking about offers from Washington, Utah. I think I missed yeah. somebody in there as well. Well, he's got a bunch. I mean, and, and not, he's got 10 offers right now total. So, I mean, the kid is blowing up, and I think that he fits – uh, the the perfect scenario of what why isn't Oklahoma offering this guy? He's from Oklahoma. Look at he's got double digit offers. Well, you know what? Oklahoma may not be looking for what the I mean, what what he does in particular, but they they do know who he is because they they have him by the well he, and just elite junior day and his list is pretty freaking nice. I'm and, not gonna lie to and just to stir the pot further. No, and to, and to hedge people on Savion getting an offer on Saturday, you can show up later in the comments or in, on the board to tell me what you think about this. But uh, this is the deepest running back class in recent yeah. memory, yeah, and Oklahoma nice. has an opportunity to get almost everybody. Like low key, that's a reason. Like B can't really speak to this, but I will. Jalen Knighton decommitted because it was getting kind of thick. Cause you got you got Kendall Milton over here, you got Chase McClellan over there. Oklahoma wasn't totally disappointing. I'll say that. Well, I mean, you know, you got uh uh what's Zach's last name? Zach. Uh, it's not Evans. Evans. No, Zach Evans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is Evans. Okay. Yeah. You got him over there, and all these kids are giving Oklahoma a hard look. And again, it's a very, very Seth McGowan, right out, out of Buford. Oh God, he's a stud. I don't think he yeah. has an offer yet, though, does he? No, he does. Yeah, he does. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So, That's so, wants so bad. it's not only like normally Oklahoma does not have an opportunity getting running backs. Like I had said earlier, when Isaiah Spiller decommitted way back when, I was like, I ain't worried about the running back situation. I will never worry about the running back situation in Oklahoma because it's Oklahoma. It's kind of like quarterbacks. Yeah. Just not gonna worry about it. We're gonna get who we need to get. But with this class, where the pickings are so bountiful, I would not. I I I want Savion to get an offer because again, I'm a Tulsa dude. But it would not make it would not make me uh, wince or snap my head around to find out that that's a dude that just doesn't get into the boat because this class is just loaded with tailbacks. Yep. I mean, they've already got Jason McClellan. He's just, what the ranked number, like five or six player in the twenty. Right, and and he's years. starting to get That's pushed overall, though. Overall, not just running back. He's like a one or number one or two running back in the country. So Oklahoma already has their dude. They're just looking for somebody to be, you know, uh, kind of another dude. Kind <laughs> of, I guess. Well, I mean, that was kind of the thing. Is like he fits that though. He does. Was, he fits that. If I was Jalen, like, and I wanted to be here, I would make them push me out. Because <laughs> if you come in, if you came in with Jace, you're going to get carries, right? You, oh, yeah. You're going to get carries. But you, or you'll be out there with him. You'll be in the slot, and they'll just throw you a little, little quick quick screen over there in a, in a three, 
stack formation. Right, <laughs> right, right, I mean, right, right. Just so, use him as a decoy, and you'll be running down the scene. You know? That's yeah. the thing, right? But but yeah. even so, like you were just talking about, Jace, he he's ranked 17th nationally. He's going to move up the okay. board. He had a really great showing at the opening where he was one of a few mm-hmm. 2020 invites. I mean, for the final. I mean, this final. dude. I I saw this dude make two linebackers miss. Like it's a drill where two linebackers are lined up against one running back, and he made mm-hmm. both of them miss. All right, yeah, and if, and to else. look at him is to see a college football player's body. He's ready made. Like mm-hmm. the knock on him is going to be his height. But how how tall do you have to be to be a running back? I'm not sure. Y'all, I'm sure y'all be able to he's tell he's me. He's five nine, right? He's probably uh, five, he's listed nine, at five, five ten. Right? Yeah, he's five ten two oh one. His thighs are like freaking tree trunks. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. You know, I mean, and, and same thing with the arms. Dude's built out. I mean, we can, we can go on talking about this, but my point here is, if you can get Kendall Milton, you can get Zach yeah. Evans to add to that class. You're gonna do it. That's, Kendall Milton remind people of Joe Mixon. Right, and that's that's why I'm saying, yeah, you'll yeah, it's more than likely that Savion is gonna get an offer from Oklahoma at his junior day. Uh, but, but. I think OU is going to be really looking hard at these other top running backs if they can get them because why wouldn't you? you yeah, know? I don't know. I don't know that he'll get it. Like I don't want to. Like we're we're still talking about it. just yeah. two two for the twenty twenty class, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not so over. Okay, I'm not overthinking that. Savion, I don't know that Savion will get it just yet, but I think this is Oklahoma basically saying, "Look, we know who you are. We're inviting you to an elite junior day. That's an invite only. A select few get to come to these junior right. days. There's two of them." There's one on February as well, February 23rd. And uh, the list for both of these, if you if you see the list that's up on our board at OUinsider.com on the VIP board, man, it is like who's who of, you know, the high school ranks. And they, they're not playing around. So if they've invited you, they think pretty highly of you. They invited yesterday, they invited, and I, I, I talked to Ethan Downs' uh, father, uh, and he, he had called uh oklahoma to talk to them because obviously oklahoma can't call them because he's 2021 and uh he tells me oklahoma just kind of explained to him look you know you kind of got lost in the shuffle of the move of the the, the two uh staffs uh but we want you to come down uh to the junior day so they're going to come down um they're well aware of who he is lincoln riley follows him on twitter i mean this is this is a kid that everybody in the country is going to offer if you have seen any of the videos of his uh, Army All-American or what? It's not Army crap. Uh, the uh, Adidas All-American or whatever he's called, American Family Insurance All-American Combine. Um, if you saw what he did to the four and five star, 2020 and 2021 offensive linemen, uh, I mean, he won defense. He was a defensive player of the Combine for a reason. I mean, the dude is a beast. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, so like, B's been bullish on. Ethan Downs since he see, since he saw Ethan Downs and he, he absolutely thinks to do that, that for like a year now a year and a half yeah. right I love the kid uh, and that's what I uh, but I also just I'm I biased because I know his family though too because I've known because his dad's people this is really stupid of me to say this but like because it doesn't matter to the story but his dad's boss was who I interned under at Southwestern back in the day so how much I, coffee did you get a lot. Okay. How many how many copies did you make? Public, oh, a lot. Yeah, public relations office. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Downs already has an offer from Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Baylor. He'll yeah, he's yeah. it's a matter of time with his size. Yeah, Georgia is close. He's already Georgia's six foot four, two twenty plus. 
You know, I mean, yes, Georgia's going to come sniffing. Bama's going to come sniffing. He's going to yeah. be a big get in that 2021 class. Just start paying attention. I would you not be surprised him. to find out that this dude comes in as the number one recruit in the in the state. Like he'll be the prize out of weather. Out of weather. Mm, yeah, so yeah. it's it's not it's not just that B feels a special attachment. It's that the dude can absolutely play some ball. But pivoting to the 2020 class, just just yeah. think it out loud here. I'm looking at the running back situation. I'm looking at the corner. I'm looking at the safeties. Defensive tackle is still going to be a source of angst, I think, for fans. Because if I'm handicapping it, number one player in the class, Brian Breeze, you got some work to do if you're going to get that kid. I don't, I like When I talked to him, he wasn't even really thinking out loud about OU. I mean, yeah, he was thinking he all Penn State, Maryland, Ohio yeah. State. He's a Big Ten kid. He dropped the top six. I'm going wasn't on that. But when I asked him about that, he said, no, I mean, I'm going to take, I'm going to visit other people because those are the top six of who he's gotten to visit so far. He was supposed to visit Oklahoma and his sister had to move up. He's to, never uh, gotten up here though. Like yeah, that was the thing. He, like yeah. we, we talked his to him in July. State or some bull crap. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's legit or whatnot, but even I talked to him, he was at the San Antonio and he and I talked for about a good 10 minutes. And he's like, man, look, I talked to Riley every week. I talk to Thibodeau every other week. Like this, these guys are on me. I like it. I want to visit. It's just hard for my schedule to make it out there. And that, when you're that distance away from the number one player in the country or the number one defensive tackle in the country, it's it's hard to make that happen unless things work out. And they've got to work into your favor. And ninety nine percent of the time, they don't. You have to find somebody regionally that is close to that ilk to you know, make it work, and that doesn't happen always either, so, I mean, it, 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 OU has definitely an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, right, like, so, um, I know that, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on this kid's name, defensive end, 2020, not one, 2020, Vernon, Vernon Broughton, thank you, he'll be, he'll be here this week, that's right, that's what, man, yeah. I know, why did I blank on Vernon's last name? Point is, yeah. I should just look it up because I'm in front of my computer. I like Vernon Broughton's film. I'm not so sure about that's that. What I'm saying is that's a regional guy that you can go pull. He's close enough to yeah, home. He's big, right? He's a close oh. enough. He's close enough to home that you can go get that guy. So yeah, what I'm saying, but he also around. plays in, and that's the other yeah. thing. Would you move well, him inside? Well, maybe. Frame, if you look at his frame, you can tell he can he can move inside. He's going to be able. Is to he? Inside. But again, it's that cornerback conversation. Big, will he? That's that's what I'm saying. Is, well, he may not have a choice because his body may just put on the weight regardless. Like it's going to be one of those. Didn't we say that about Robert like, Barnes though, playing linebacker? I mean, yeah, but Robert is kind of big. He still looks like a linebacker. Robert's like, enormous. Robert's yeah, enormous. Like I, I really want that kid to be great. Yeah, he looks like he honestly looks like a sandbacker. To be honest with you, God, I want him safety. to be great. I like, I wanted him to play backer, and I wanted Kelly to play safety, which probably means I wanted my depth chart to look like. Ryan Jones, Caleb Kelly, and Robert Barnes at the Sam. Or at whatever it is they're calling strong safety now because I'm confused. Like, that's the other <laughs> thing that I really want to get pinned down about this defense. I want to know what the scheme is. You it's know? the same as it is. No, 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 no. I know, okay. I know, like, I know what it's supposed to be, right? I, yeah, I, you know I, what the lineup's supposed to look like. Right, yeah. but what I'm saying is what we saw was Mike would say what it was going to be and, and it would, would kind of look like that, and then it would look like something else. And then it would kind of look like that, and then it would look like another version of something else. 
I want it to be the same thing, right? Because then you'll know what they recruit to. You'll know what the kids are supposed to do. And you won't have children standing up there with their hands in the air looking at the sideline as the ball's getting snapped. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to – think, and I think that's where it will be different. And I do. I think that they know what they want to do. They have a a lot they – they have everything lined up, organized the way they want it done, and that's how they're going to recruit. They're going to recruit for that position this way. Like the cornerbacks are going to be 5'10", 6 foot, 6'1". Six that's what they want. Um, the safeties are going to be 5'11", 6'1", 6'2". That's what they want. I mean – that that's the type of dudes that they're trying to go after, and that's what they're that's what they're going to recruit for. The linebackers are going to be, and I got told by sources they're not. If he, here's 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 exactly what I was told by one source. If if you had to even think about if they're fast or athletic, they can't play Oklahoma now. Well, then you're that's talking exactly about, what they're. I'm like, whoa, bro. I I I I got you. Like, I understand what that quote means. I understand the sourced information. I also go, yo, man, I'm looking at I'm looking at 247. I'm looking at Huddle Film, and you just knocked off 20 dudes from uh, right away, and you might mm-hmm. even be able to get into the top 20 before you can say, hey, all of these dudes could play at Oklahoma. All of those yeah. dudes ain't, man. They're going to go to Clemson. They're going to go to Bama. They're going to go to Georgia. They're going to go to LSU. They're going to go to Ohio State. You're going to be stuck with something else. And that's something so that I'm trying to— So you don't think Oklahoma can get on any of these guys? No, no, no. What I'm saying is they'll be in. They'll they'll definitely be in. You don't think they'll land any of these guys that they're looking for? Because I think—and this is what I—I I think when they say that, I don't think that they're saying they have to be the top guys. Like— you could get a three-star that fits what they're looking for. Right, uh, right. Yeah. And so that was that was where I was headed with this is you're going to have to be really, really great at talent evaluation. Yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of what was posed to So, me, like, when you're saying if you have to think about it, I'm going, yeah, you got to think about it if it's a three-star dude because as much as people want to poo-poo the rankings and the stars, we're not giving those things out willy-nilly, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. you see a dude with five stars, that's because we expect that dude to be first-round draft pick. That's why there are only so many of them. So you, what you're doing is you're looking at rankings and you're looking at ratings and you're you're giving yourself a baseline of okay, what do I, what can I know? And then you're looking at film and you're going, okay, what can I know? And then you're going to watch the kid live and you're going, all right, this is what I know. And then you go and you match that up with whatever it is you already have or whatever it is you think you need. Right. So like, um, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is if you, if I'm trying to make the long form point here of. You gotta draw. The, you gotta draw context into that quote, folks. Not not B. Y'all gotta draw yeah. co- context into that. That does not mean yeah. that the top twenty are the only ones in play. It does mean that Roy Manning, Alex Grinch, Brian Odom, Calvin Thibodeau, and Ruth McNeil are all gonna have to be extremely good at talent evaluation. And I say that because that's always been Texas's Achilles' heel. Because the University of Texas Longhorns will always be able to pull a kid in the state of Texas, which is one of the most talent-rich states in all of America, right? The problem with that is if you are not sure that the kid that you picked fits your scheme and you get beat by stars because let's say you go get Gerard Hurd, who, by the way, was was a Texas high school quarterback legend like you read about, and then that dude doesn't – he's not able to produce a wide receiver. Well, you missed because we all thought that Gerard should be playing quarterback anyway. 
You know, I just, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that as much as the stars matter, they matter if the scheme fits the kid, right? So, like, yeah. defensive tackle is, is where I was going to go with this next because, you know, I'm looking at the top five guys, and, and Bernard Wright would be the only dude for which right now. Oklahoma's in a really good spot with that kid. Right, that's that's the only yeah. dude that I would even, of the, of the top five, top ten even, that I would even mention to say in the same breath as Oklahoma. But that dude also is able to fit into the kind of scheme that you might want to run, whereas mm – -hmm. You know, you look at McKinley Jackson at six foot two, three twenty four, maybe not so much. No, that's why. Or Jason Jones, who's six seven, three forty, not so much. Like that's a that's the only that's the isn't that the only two gap nose tackle in this class? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, you, um, you get where I'm going yeah. with this. Yeah, no, and I wanted to touch on your the Texas, you know, the talent. Oklahoma's in a good spot, okay, and they're in a good spot because. Look, they're by they're in a they're in a state that produces a good amount of talent. Not I mean it's not the great greatest amount, but Oklahoma produces enough, you know that. It ain't other, Iowa, other, yeah, that's why. Yeah, you you you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they they, they produce when you produce 60, 70, 80 Division one kids in a year or sixty kids on average. Like you're you're in a state that isn't dry of talent, so. You're, you've got a good baseline start right there. And then you got obviously Texas around you. Then basically the Wichita and most of Kansas is your territory as well, um, regardless of Kansas State and Kansas and Nebraska being around there, because most of Kansas is Oklahoma football fans and Kansas Jayhawk basketball fans. Um, and then you've got Missouri, St. Louis area. That's, that's a territory that you're predominant in. So, uh, and and you dip down in Louisiana quite a bit throughout the year, so Oklahoma is in a really good spot. And then obviously you have the the connect the state connections of Oklahoma and California because of the Grapes of Wrath and right. all that other stuff. So there there is a lot of things that work in Oklahoma's favor that you, per se that you you don't really uh, people don't really look at. They're like, oh, well, how are they so good all the time? Well, dude, because there's so much talent that they can pick from, uh, not only just in their state, but in in Texas and Kansas is basically their own state as well as Oklahoma uh, when it comes to football. So, I mean, that, that is exactly why Oklahoma's continually stay good. And if things line up properly for them, Oklahoma usually doesn't have to leave the region outside of going to California to get one or two or three guys and maybe going to Florida to get one or two and Georgia to one or two. Other than that, they stay in the region. They stay in the region because it's loaded. The region is loaded with talent. So uh, Oklahoma will always and forever be lucky when it comes to recruiting. They won't be Texas because Texas, like you said, can pick and choose what they want. But they will be like A&M, except for Oklahoma has, for some odd reason, culturally, when it comes to football, their guys pan out a little bit better than A&M's, and that's why Oklahoma has a better overall program than A&M because – I don't know what it is, but when people, kids go to AM outside of like Jay Sternberger and a couple of others, they kind of flake out. I don't understand why. I don't know that they flake out. I think. Well, you understand what I'm saying. They don't live up to their hype. Now, I, I don't necessarily. I think it's scheme fit. Like, that's where I was going with that. Is I, I think, like, for instance, you're talking about Sternberger. Do you think he's a wide receiver or a tight end? I think he's a tight end. Okay. Do you think they use him like a tight end? 
Yeah, he's had his hand in the ground most of the most so of the year. So why did he get considered for tight end awards? He did. Did he not? No, he finished. He finished. He, he didn't. He he finished. He made the uh, semifinals and didn't make the finals. Okay. All right. So yeah. so we had a Hollywood Brown situation. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I I back up off of that. Um, but I was also thinking about um kid out of Norman, plays tight end at Iowa State. He's working out. Um, Kohler. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Kohler. Charlie Kohler, and then obviously the other one, uh, uh, what's his face, his kid uh, from Norman North. Norman. North. That's a, he's a he's a superstar for the for the Forty ers now. Um, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. Oh yeah, uh, Kittle, 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 George, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, ended up at Iowa. Yeah, yeah. George. I don't know how Oklahoma didn't get him because his dad was coaching whenever he left. I, so I, I, hey, we decided that he didn't fit our scheme. <laughs> good call. Right. Good call. No, good Jeremy call. Shockey doesn't fit our scheme. Yeah, good call. God. I, <laughs> I, I, I could go a fair, litany of places that didn't get OU. So. Like, if we we should just do a podcast about kids and, or, or pros that didn't get OU offers. Like, mm. just to incite a riot. <laughs> just, Wes Walker is number one on the on that board by far. Hey, too short, right? Barry Sanders was the other one. Barry Sanders was never coming to Oklahoma. You know that. You oh, know he was. That. His dad no. was a diehard OU fan. He was never coming to Oklahoma. He didn't get an offer. Oh, I get I know the story about dad yeah, and, and dad wanting to meet, uh, I think it's Switzer in the locker room and that being a big deal. But the more I investigate still, that, and the more I talk to folks, uh, granted at Oklahoma State, the more I'm like, he was never coming to OU. Oh, okay. So no, because he never got an offer from Oklahoma. No, like if he got an offer. Oh, now now. If he that, got an offer, that, it would have been a, still like has OU's memorabilia all over his house. What what I was told, and I thought I think folks will uh will appreciate this was it would have been a flat tire situation. <laughs> Oh, so okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, that yeah, I get what you're saying. Things would have happened that that weren't. Uh, what am I trying to say? That weren't above. Uh, they weren't. They weren't within regs, is what you're saying. Yeah. What you're so- trying to say? Huh? I'm within regs. I, um, I, I just, you know, I, I was, I was just kind of. Throwing that out there. I look, 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 look. I'm. T- I, uh, you're Oklahoma right to State say. Was gonna make sure it didn't happen. Is basically you're saying. right to say. You're right to say. Heart, heart was at OU. You're right to say that. Okay. Yeah. Let's leave it there. You're right to say his heart was at OU. <laughs> oh, you talking about Hartley Dykes? Oh, see. Uh, uh, um, I like it matters. That was they've already been put on probation. We're for gonna it. get in so much trouble. <laughs> they've already been put on probation for it. We, Oklahoma, we, Oklahoma was in the middle of that too. We're go- we, <laughs> all right. Those handshakes. Those handshakes were they were legal back then. What are you talking about? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, is he go pick up his wallet? He dropped it. <laughs> Just try to go to return that to him, dog. <laughs> No, they can put it in my pocket. <laughs> no, no, what money? That's yours. <laughs> nah, thank you for being a good Samaritan. I appreciate you. Yeah. Good looking out. <laughs> oh my God. Um. 
where was I gonna go with this next? Oh, real quick, uh, let's touch on Brew McCoy to Texas because it's Texas. That's a weird deal, man. Well, it's also fascinating, you know, like uh, because I thought you had to wait a year before you can leave. Like, no, nah, they they was released. Was that him. not a rule? Did they, they released him. That? They released him. They Ooh. released him. There's that had to be that's a PR stunt to keep modern day guys happy. Uh, it had to be one, but also you know like. I think we both would have support or reporting to support this, but they weren't happy with the whole Cliff situation. And then no. you still haven't named an offensive coordinator. And this is a kid who was looking to play right now, yeah, right now, and was best buddies with JT. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you don't know what the offense is. You don't know um, what you're going to be asked to do. You don't feel good about what y'all are going to be able to do as a team. And all of a sudden, you become the laughingstock of college football as a blue blood. Now, get me out of here. And that's what happened. And and what are you going to say if you're Clay? If you're Clay Hilton? No. Wait, 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 wait on me. No, I want out now. I'm going to get an attorney involved. And then you got an attorney involved. And now you got an attorney involved in trying to keep your five-star, who doesn't want to be a five-star anymore, who would transfer anyway, right? Because... Let's say he played through the season. He's still pissed. He's still mad. That doesn't change. And now all of a sudden you got Brew McCoy at Texas where I'm not even – I think he still has to sit out the year. Yeah, you would think so unless the NCAA comes in and gives him a waiver, nah, because I'm, I sure think, I think, I'm sure they're going to go for I'm sure they're going to go for that waiver. No, I think in releasing him, I think in releasing him, he basically Agreed gives up the year. Up. Yeah, mm. which would make sense to me because – yeah, L.J. Humphrey declared early, but Colin Johnson, Devin Duvernay, and uh, I'm missing one dude. Uh, I think Gerard is still there. I think Hurd is still there. Dang man, that's so crazy. He's gonna be at Texas. Holy crap! Well, that made a lot. That made more sense to me than USC, honestly. Uh, well, I know it did. that. I know that Blue has been a USC commit since he was in diapers. But when you're talking about putting wide receivers and safeties into the league, Texas is really good at that. Defensive backs, wide, wide receivers? receivers. Yeah. What yeah. is the last good wide receiver Texas has produced? You mean after L.J. Humphrey? Yeah, I'm, he has yet to do anything. What is the last good Ooh, wide receiver? Okay. Uh, let's see. Last good. Or defensive back, as a matter of fact, that has done So, so I can – I can. Shipley was good, despite what anybody wants to say. Um, okay. In the last decade, who has he produced – Last decade wide receiver. You're gonna no have one, to talk man. while I think about this. Yeah, well, I'm gonna help you in no one. That's not true. I mean, it, when you start, you're you're throwing the, you threw that out there. The reason why I say that is because you threw it out there like they were, uh, they were Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, USC. No, they're not like Oklahoma, the, and they're certainly not USC. But they also so, have been able to. Put, no, that's I, what I envision when you say they produce. You know, they. Well, let me let me okay. Like, then let me man. back up and say that Texas, despite <laughs> despite what Garrett Wilson says, has put dudes into the league. Yeah, they have. It's just been a long time since they've done it. And I think what they, what what he was saying when he said that was, what have these guys produced? Well, the, the that still was a bad thing because the guy that was recruiting him in Texas produced uh, Michael Thomas um, and all those other dudes out of. Ohio State that are really good receivers Wait, in the NFL right now. Did, what year did Quan Cosby come out? 
Oh my goodness, that was like 2002, 2001. Can't be. Can't be. Quan? Quan got to be around 2010. I mean, I'm not no. saying that it was like in the last. Quan? Let me, let me find out that Quan Cosby's like 2010. No, there's another Cosby I thought that that was there. That you're thinking of the cornerback? No, uh, thinking of Whiteout. Yeah, no. Let me see. Quan Cosby. Corner was 2010. Whiteout. Whiteout. Yeah, but but that ain't no great win or anything. Still, still, <laughs> you know, it's 2010, but he played Whiteout. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he played, but that was like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. No, it wasn't. It was 2008. Is that when, that, oh, yeah, that's right, because he torched Oklahoma in right. like 35, that's, 31. That's, that's, that's right. That's literally what I was wrecking my brain remember, for. No, what I'm wrecking my brain for is wide receivers from Texas that torched Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I think of Jordan Shipley every time somebody says that. Well, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. You know, how could you not? Like, him, between him middle, and Roy Williams, you, you got a really hard time. So I, I come up off that. Off of that, NFL had, he struggled team. against Oklahoma like bad. Uh, but but is anybody really gonna say that Roy Williams wasn't a, a no? He was a superstar. Oh, he's amazing. Okay, against Oklahoma. Okay, because I remember that was a big deal. The original bad take was that Texas <laughs> produces NFL yeah, they wide did. receivers. They did. For a while, they were they did right. Wide receivers. And did. despite what Roy Williams did against uh, OU. Oh, he great, great wide receiver out of Texas. Then you go through yeah. this machination of your brain of like, okay, who is the last wide receiver to torch te- uh, to torch Oklahoma? Right, Jordan, and outside of Colin Johnson Colin. and L.J. Humphrey, you you got you got to go away. You got to go away. Yeah, I remember I had great. I keep bringing up Gerard because I had great hope for him playing wide out. Um, well, and, I mean, you should. He was a great athlete, good speed, good hands, but he just never could like, figure it out. And then I was like, all right. Why don't y'all put Gerard back quarterback and make Swoops play tight end? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Just, just make Swoops, everybody mad. Swoops, Swoops should have been a tight end the whole time. He would have been in the NFL right No, now. we run in the 18-wheeler. No, like yeah. hell. <laughs> like yeah, hell. No, that, we're sitting here talking about Texas, by the way. Um, anyways, no, what I was going to – I was going to say something earlier. Um, it's Brew McCoy. It, we're talking about Texas because it's Oklahoma. Like, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but Brew McCoy, he, he's got a way – what I was going to talk about was think about what this is going to do to Bryce Young. And and I actually got a call from somebody today about that. So um, I just happened to miss that call uh, from somebody around Bryce. And uh, just and he texted me and told me he called me. <laughs> you better you better make a move, dog, because don't don't be on that ship. Yes. I'm not even talking no. about Oklahoma. I'm just saying. Yeah, at, no, at, I at think this that... point, at this point, why would anybody be committed to USC long term? Yeah, it's so bad. Like, how can they sit there and keep like him? Or how do... do you how do you keep him on? Like, how do you go? You know what, Helton, you can stick around here for the. They need to fire him and go find somebody now and redo that whole thing. They can't. They're, they they're... have all spring and summer to they're, do it. They're tied to him, Doug. Like they're, they're I know scared. because it's stupid buyout, right? Yeah. Well, more than that, uh, you make a you make a bad look worse because check this out: if you'd have just fired Helton, and let's say you went and got Cliff Kingsbury, nobody would have crucified you. Instead, you kept Clay Helton, and then you told Cliff to make a to get a demotion, and then you were surprised when he started looking at Arizona. And here's the other thing: 
If you lost Cliff Kingsbury to Arizona as USC's head coach, nobody's still mad at you, and you get to do a clean search, right? The move was yeah. to fire him regardless, and now you got infighting in their board of trustees, and we won't make this a USC podcast, but everybody should know there was there was a want to get Clay out in December. Oh, and, yeah. And was... Swanee put the lid on it, and Swanee said, just, just make him fire all his assistants because that works every single time. Make the dude fire all of his friends and say you get to keep your job, man. Worked with Bob Stoops, and that's about it. Whenever he let go, even he didn't staff. fire everybody. No, no, but he fired a lot of them. But yeah, he didn't fire everybody. He you know, keep, like that's he got to keep some of his staff. That's right. what I'm saying. Is is you and you made him bring in a coordinator for a scheme he doesn't even run, and this is not this is not Bob firing everybody that after was a former uh, head coach what was it, eight on top five? of it. When it, what, what season? What, what kind of season? Yeah, was they were eight and five. Yeah, yeah. You, making Bob fire everybody after five and seven, and then bringing in a different offensive coordinator is a totally different look. Totally sure. different. You know, this is Lincoln firing half the defensive staff because they made the college football playoff and then got torched again. Mm-hmm. Like that's the uh, that's not an apples to apples comparison. That's what I'm saying is Clay was said if you want to keep your job. Not only are you gonna fire everybody, you're gonna bring in this dude that runs a scheme that you don't know anything about. Because mm-hmm. we want to make, we want to give him your job when you screw this up this year. And yep. now Clay has to actually be looking at everybody, going, "Do you want me to save you or not? Because you're gonna give me some sort of an extension, or you're gonna raise my buyout because you just made me look like like donkey's rear end." Yeah, now they're at a standstill. Which is just not going to be a good look. So, and, but but as summer. a re- but as a recruit or as the parent of a recruit, I'm going, <clears throat> yo, we might need to get up out of here. Which and, is what and, Brew McCoy did, and that's why that's why all of a sudden, uh, basically committed Eno Viamahi visits Oklahoma, and now all of a sudden you see Oklahoma way out in the front. Now he's at Ohio State right now, and I'm talking about 2019 four star offensive lineman Eno Viamahi from. Kauha, Kauhu, Kauhu, Hawaii. That was uh, Brandon that made that pronunciation. It wasn't me. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I tried. That's nice. For, I, a for effort. A for I think effort. I think good. Alex Grinch would be really into your effort on that play. Yeah, he would. I give 110 percent on that. Um, then, he, then he would but, say, "I need 94 more plays like that one." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll keep saying Kauhu. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so he's at Ohio State right now, and those are the two schools that. He's going to end up in one of those, obviously, because you don't. I don't think you see him. And from everybody I've spoke to now, they're like that kid is not going to end up at USC. Now, now would it shock me if he still ends up at USC? No, because he's a kid from Hawaii and he's Polynesian, and they most certainly all stay in the Pac-12 99 percent of the time. If they don't go to Alabama or Miami or uh, yeah, that's it. Um, those are the those are the schools outside. And now Oklahoma's had their fair share as well, obviously. But Oklahoma is a rarity out of the West Coast schools, just like Alabama and Miami and Clemson. Like you don't see a lot of those kids that they, they don't lead the you know what I mean? They don't lead the Pac twelve that often. But Oklahoma has a chance and they are the leader right now. Um he's basically told everybody that. And that that, that is because of what's going down at USC. It is a crap show right now. All right, well, I think Crap Show is a good place to end it. This is the yeah. Young and Drum Podcast presented by OUinsider.com, where you should be 
a member yes, if you aren't yes, already, you ready, especially $8 a month. $8 Junior a month. Day is coming up yeah. on Saturday, and you're going to want to know what happened there. And you know yeah, who's got I, it? We got it. So yeah. sign up, pay I your $8 a month. Uh, uh, yeah, $8 a month. Stop drinking so much quick trip coffee, Starbucks coffee, renting movies, whatever it is you do because you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, and this is your real narcotic, and we are here to serve you. <laughs> we will feed your addiction. Hey, man. Uh, Every day. Just call me Tony Montana. Anyway, uh, that's Brandon Drum. I'm RJ Young. We do this here thing once a week, and we will see you next week. Deuce.